All right, welcome to Against All Odds, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal here with heel producer Jim Cunningham. And don't forget, don't you ever forget, my gurus of gambling, my wizards of wagering, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, Brother Bry, and Darren the Parlay Kid. What's happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Sally, what's shaking? What's going on, buddy? <laughs> There's so many sports, so much going on, really nuts. And it's only going to be crazier in two weeks, I think, right? I mean, I was talking, we could have Lakers Clippers up against like Sunday night football or something or Monday night football. It's going to be too hard to handle. I sent you guys something. Our friend uh, Ben Folks lined it up. There's what, what do we have? U.S. Open golf, obviously U.S. Open tennis. Um, there's going to be the Kentucky Derby. I don't even want to, my, my head is spinning already, but we can't complain, right? This is what we've asked for for so long. And now it's here. And these guys, uh, Parley Kid, you won your best bet last week, right? I jumped on you and Shark Tank. Good job by you. You had a yes. nice parlay. Now it's so many games ago, but the Lightning, <laughs> it was the Lightning and some basketball team, right? What was it Oklahoma City? It was the uh, Lightning and. We'll figure it out. It's okay. I, I forget too. I, Listen, I can't believe the Clippers. Oh. You had the Clippers. Clippers. Oh, that's and it. the Clippers. Yeah, I can't. I can't believe. It. I forgot too. It's been actually almost a week. ago. It's a already. long time. Uh, but that's okay <laughs> because we pay someone to figure this out. Uh, actually, we don't pay him anything. We wear his shirt every uh, four years on a podcast, and then that does good. You guys, brother Bry, Harry, you guys were losers. We're gonna get into that for a second. But these guys are not only giving picks. Well, that Chris guy who keeps track. Brutal. What did he say? If you fade us, you're he's where you're 15 and three like over that. the last six yeah. weeks. That's terrible. Mm. That's not Awful. that's not nice, Chris. Come on. Don't be so harsh. <laughs> Harry. I burned that. Um, I burned that shirt he sent me. <laughs> <laughs> we uh we went Dar to um go ahead, Dar Harry. What are you gonna I just gonna say Darren sleeps with his next to his bed. <laughs> I love go. my shirt, Chris. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> we did uh Harry, these guys are also giving out free picks every day on extrapoints.com. You can catch him. Uh, the parlay kid got a little bit. I had to. I was gonna say something at the time last night. He got a little angry. Just jumped the gun before they had even beaten the Mets. He had picked the Yankees for today, and obviously by the time you get this, you guys hear this, the game will be over. But a little, little bit of a struggle right now, right? Yeah, I thought. Uh, I thought maybe the Yankees, after some uh, nice wins against the Mets, would be propelled. Jesus. Uh, to victory over a hot raised team with Garrett Cole, who has not been great. I thought he would show up tonight. Mm. And uh, he's not looking so great right now. And uh, uh, that freaking Mets. They, they, they sweep <laughs> Friday night, then two walk-off wins by the Yankees between Saturday and Sunday and these seven inning. Uh, and then I forget that it's seven innings. I'm like, all right, we still have six outs. Yeah. So I was like, oh, it's probably best for us when we're winning the Mets because I don't know who the hell gets six more outs between Familia and, and uh, Diaz. And it's just awfulness down the eighth and ninth inning. But um, yeah, they're in trouble, but at least J-Lo is not going to be involved in outfitting the team. Harry, you, I think, over extra points on the site, you claim to be doing the best. I asked you before the podcast, I said, is anyone doing uh, particularly well with these free picks? And Harry said, I think I am. And I think he is not because I think we would have heard about it over and over and over if he had anything resembling a 500 record or better. I'm like 12 of my last 15 and two of my losses happen to be on golf where I lose. it seems like I lose everything in golf. But I, I'm like 12 of my last 15. All right. Uh, as far as losing goes and golf, uh, I think we need to start a segment we now have titled Bed Aches. And I think we have music for Bed Aches. Go ahead, Jim. Let it go. 
When a bet makes you sick And you make the wrong pick It's a bad ache It's a bad ache It's a bad ache Oh, there you go. little Italian version. It makes me think of the Feast of San Gennaro, which would probably be two weeks from now normally if we could have a, a, a life where we go out and uh, commiserate with people. But Brother Bry... You don't want to be around people. You don't even want to be around yourself. You have a particularly bad betting. I don't know. You had a few to choose from. You didn't even tell me what you were going to go with. No. What's your betting? No, I was going to go with all of them, right? Um, <laughs> okay, I just, go with just all back of them. to back. I mean, I don't. It's it's got to stop eventually, right? Uh, it just. I feel like most of my losses are all bad aches, and you know, and then I don't <laughs> have any wins recently. That's pretty much how it goes, but. Just my biggest bet ache, though, well, I have two. Again, I had Austin P on uh, Saturday, plus six, and then I DJ to win the BMW championship uh, yesterday. So it's just the, the problem now is it's such a range of emotions in terms mm-hmm. of Austin P covering most of the game, but then they fall behind six. So now I basically have a push, but they get a first down on, they had fourth and goal and then they end up getting a first down and they score. So now I get lucky. They have a, they have a one point lead with one thirty left. Um, and then basically what happens is central Arkansas comes down. Uh, all they need to do is kick a field goal for them to cover. Uh, they rush and they score in 55 seconds. So if the, if this was the NFL, they sell, they had first and 10 from first oh, and goal yeah. from the 10. If this is the NFL, they just run it and kick the field goal. I, I get it because it's college, I guess. And and this year, maybe there's, uh, you know, some of these teams like Austin P has three games. So, um, yeah. so, but they end up scoring. Uh, they come out to kick the extra point. Uh, the booth decides to review the touchdown, um, mm-hmm. which wasn't needed at all. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh shit, we forgot. We should go for two, which was the uh. obvious thing. They come back out, they go for two, uh, they go up seven and, uh, and I lose my plus six. So before we go on to the next uh, horrible, horrible, even worse bet ache, maybe potentially. Well, actually, this one might be worse. First of all, we didn't even know it, it got by us that college football yeah. started on Saturday. We would have previewed that game for 25, 30 minutes. <laughs> you guys lucked out. You didn't have to hear us talk about Austin P and, and uh, Central Arkansas. Was that it? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but yes, you're right. When they went down six, uh, when they went down one, they get a first down at the ten, and they rush to the line of scrimmage yeah. is forty seconds and running. Now their field goal kicker had hit three in a row and looked pretty sharp. And that now there's also who cares if they get a five second delay a game a five yard delay a game penalty? They they call timeout and then they run a play like you said a pass play risky even that is risky yep. and then the going for two okay let's put that aside that's pretty terrible now you say range of emotions but it really should just be the same emotion right i don't know why <laughs> well, you're getting you excited know it is because I, yeah i feel yeah I've, i know i shouldn't be getting excited because it's just yeah. there's a low because again you're, you're feeling like you're gonna lose you're like oh shit that was kind of a bad beat to begin with then you're like mm-hmm. oh wait i'm gonna win oh this is great and yeah. then you go right back to holy shit this is even worse so this one, I could see a good range of emotion. This next one you're talking right. here about. So then setup. I had, uh, I also had DJ to win uh, the BMW championship. So going down to, you know, it looked like he was going to lose to Rom, right? As, especially on 18, he hits a, a bad tee shot. Uh, his second shot is like 50 feet away, but it's up on a hill. It's far away. I'm like, all right, maybe there's a 1%, a 2% chance maybe that DJ makes it. So uh, he taps it. It looks like it's going to fall like 400, 
yards short, but you know, a, perf- <laughs> a perfect putt. Um, he makes yeah. it, forces forces the playoff. Then what happens in the playoff is, so now I'm like, oh wow, this is great. I, I just feel like I've lucked out. My luck's about to change. DJ's tee shot hits a tree, comes back onto the fairway, and Rom goes. Rom's in the rough. So I'm like, all right, this looks good. Rom's second shot, not great. It's about 60, 70 feet away, and I'm thinking, all right, well, at best, at best he pars this, and at best it's going to the second playoff. Uh, what does Rom do? Um, and it's funny because even in that one angle they showed, I thought it was actually going to go flying by uh, yeah. the hole at first. Uh, he sinks it. He goes crazy. Um, I just am emotionless uh, just sitting yeah, on my couch, yeah. uh, just so pissed <laughs> off. I mean, That's a bad one. Yeah. A, 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 you probably didn't have, you know, as long as you were in it in the overtime. Let's remember DJ had the lead heading into Sunday. Looked good. Yeah. Looked really good Saturday. Couldn't putt too much. But uh, oh, for God's sakes, you don't want to get beat on but a you, 66 You guys foot. must love this, though, right? Like, if, if this happened to Harry, I'd be la- laughing my yeah, ass off. Yeah, it's got to oh, happen boy. to Harry. <laughs> Harry, let's hear about your headaches. This is this is what my favorite part of the week, hearing about yours. <laughs> I've got a bunch. But listen, I, you know, I, on Friday, I was still on vacation. I was still in California. Had a nice day at the beach with my girlfriend and everything. And I had a few drinks when I got back. She gets into the shower. So I go onto my site to try to make a bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And and uh, and there's nothing available to bet. Everything had started on Friday, you know, so there's still availability to bet. And I, I me being the stupid idiot jerk degenerate that there is one bet on there in the seventh inning. You can bet that somebody will score in the seventh inning between the San Francisco Giants and the and the Diamondbacks game. So I put 50 bucks on that. There will at plus 130. That doesn't happen. So that's a waste of 50 bucks. So stupid to bet like that when I after a little tipsy and I wanted to have some action. So. Good. No good there. And then also back to our picks that we do uh, where I said I'm 12 of 15 on the site, on the extra point site. I feel like going like 12 of 15 and really 12 of 13 if you take away golf, a little underappreci- underappreciated by one member of this pod in particular. <laughs> it's really the parlay kid here because he I- I'm going I'm ripping off winners left and right. And. <laughs> I pull off and, and he's and he's complaining because I was bragging that I was on fire. And yeah, was I was I taking minus one twenties, one thirties? Yeah, but they were still winning. What's it matter? It's not like I'm laying four hundred here. So, anyways, yeah. so so then he he he's bitching about that I'm not taking any underdogs. So he forces me into an underdog golf pick, which loses. But then this weekend, I go, I go, I go totally out of the I go out of the box and I go plus one fifty five on Arancha. Uh, or who'd I take? Uh, Victoria as a Ranka in, in tennis at plus 155. She wins. I take uh, Denny Hamlin to come in top three in the NASCAR in Daytona, plus 165 winner. And then I pull off two runs in the ninth on Sunday with the Blue Jays against the <laughs> Orioles in my bird pick. I mean, three for three over the weekend with two pluses. And all he does is come back and forth, back and forth, bitching to me how Denny Hamlin is not an underdog. You, you, I'm out wow. of my mind saying that Denny Hamlin is, a, is is not an underdog. He's a favorite when I'm saying, listen, he might be the favorite in the race, Darren, but he is plus 165 to finish in the top three. And this is going to be a very difficult race. And yeah. that hits all that hits. And then I have the audacity and the and the onions, like I said in my video, if you guys oh, watch boy. from uh, from my uh, Denny Hamlin pick on extra points, <laughs> that Darren doesn't have the onions to do some certain things. And I've even when. Three for three this weekend, and I went with a parlay, a parlay tonight, 
uh, for my extra points pick, too, to make it four out of four instead of taking a minus 180 to try to keep right. the streak going. <laughs> All right, Harry, take a breath here. All right, it's going to be okay. So, I didn't know you needed well, everyone's know. approval as much as you do. I feel like Parlay just... kids, I do a little bit. Yeah, I do. Really? And then you did a flip. And uh, Harry, we have Harry doing video picks. Uh, about 85% of them are done shirtless. For whatever reason, I know we're waiting for the cold weather to hit. That'll be the one good thing. The flu will be here, but Harry will be forced to wear a shirt. So I think it's a nice little trade off for everybody. But um, Harry did a nice flip into the pool. My my kids were impressed on the uh, on the video pick. He called out the parlay kid saying he couldn't do it. I know I wouldn't wouldn't be able to do that. I think once you hit like um, 30 years old, you can't start doing flips. It's, it's just a, it's a weird thing. But Harry is able to do it. What better way than if to celebrate than if Denny Hamlin had held on and same old thing with NASCAR. Here's my bet ache. He's winning with 10 laps left, eight laps left, six, four, two. And then everybody starts crashing behind them and that's it. Or mm-hmm. maybe br- brother Bryce says he was the cause of it. <laughs> I don't know. There's accidents everywhere, everywhere. Hamlin is unscathed. He still has the lead, but you know, everyone, you know, I, I guess you just, just, everybody refreshes and Hamlin has to keep this slight lead with bald tires. And eventually They restart, and he's caught, and I have Chase Elliott to come in first also. He comes in second. I lose the Hamlin bet. Just And I I said this earlier. I I said, can you imagine the Tour de France where if uh, they saw someone leading with like a half a mile left, everybody decided to ride off a cliff just to distract (laughs) the leader? Like, I don't understand what the hell goes on in NASCAR. I don't even know what I'm watching anymore. But a lead, I don't know, I feel good when a team has the lead and the ball in football with 40 seconds left, and it doesn't seem to be the same thing for NASCAR. Uh, I'll leave it up to you, Parlay Kid. You'll, you'll bring us back to something good, like uh, basketball, maybe? Yeah, uh, I'm still waiting to hear Harry's bedache. I still really didn't even know what the heck that was. Just <laughs> I, a rant against his me. Was guess, his, uh, yeah, his girlfriend okay. took a you, shower, you're the, I think. You're the bedache there, yeah. I think. And, and, yeah. um, <laughs> and as far as him doing a, uh, a somersault into a pool, it's... It's simple. It's simple physics with Harry. Once his momentum goes forward, it can't stop until, right. uh, until there's something that actually stops. Have, so. have you ever done a triathlon, by the way, Darren? <laughs> ever done a triathlon? Because I have. No, you haven't. Wondering. Yeah, I have. 18 years old. Triathlon. Really? Quarter mile swim, 17 oh. mile bike, five mile run. I oh, see. So tri- sprint. It, that's those triathlon. Those sprints. That's actually. Yeah, that's yeah. just rude. Yeah. 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 Still did it. Harry did that. Uh, <laughs> Harry did the tri-tip athlon. No, <laughs> and, I don't know. And is Harry drinking weed soda? Yeah, right what now? is that? What are you drinking? No, yeah. no, that is not. Yeah, oh, that yeah. is not. Not mm-hmm. that was yesterday, not today. Oh. What is that? What is that thing? Zion's energy drink. Blueberry. Oh boy. Drink a little <laughs> less of that. All right, Paulie Kid. What's your Blueberry. bedding? All right, so I'll keep it simple. It's basketball. I had uh you know, sometimes when you actually have a really good bet and it's mm-hmm. working the way you think it's going to work. But it still doesn't win. I had Donovan Mitchell yesterday to be the high scorer in that game. Just in the so, game. Not even just, for the day. Not even for the Just whole for the game to be right. the high scorer. He shoots, I think, nine for 13 for Ugh. three, drops 44 points, and was still not the high scorer. And I know <laughs> you could say, well, what were you thinking? I mean, Murray had just put up like basically back to back, like 50 yeah. point games. That's what you were thinking. But yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking. Yeah, it's not going to happen again, right? right? Like that's what I'm thinking. Like he's not putting up that again. So Mitchell's going to get somewhere between 30, 35, be the highest scorer for the game. He gets 44 at plus 115, and I lose the bet. I lose the bet. Terrible. And, and Murray made some really phenomenal shots down, down at the stretch. 
Oh, it was uh, ridiculous. With hands in his face and still draining him. And every time he put one up, didn't you think it was going in? There wasn't ever like, oh, that's not going in. It looked good from the release. Yeah. So tough but, one, but uh, I, I, I still feel pretty good about the bet itself. Yeah, I like it too. You should double up on it. No, I don't. I, I, I just, yeah, I, I was on two text chains. I was with you guys and we all had Utah or some form of Utah. Yeah. And I was on one with Simmons and House and everyone was like, play deep. What the play defense? Guard them 40 feet out. What are they doing? But you're right. Towards the end, he started making some tough shots and he himself was playing defense. And, and you know, and, and Mitchell was like, it was crazy back and forth. Like, you know, schoolyard basketball like really really something and so game seven is tomorrow or depending on when you're listening to this tuesday night utah the books fandles throwing their hands in the air like hey take it basically as a pick them utah's minus one 218 and a half i think you got i don't know if you guys have i have denver to win the series so i think this is a hilarious prank on me they they fight (laughs) all the way back and then they're gonna lose game seven and uh i saw jokic say they're playing relaxed. I feel like they are playing relaxed. It's very strange for a team that was down. It was the most relaxed I've seen a team in a while. But you got, I mean, it's really who you, who are you going for here? Are you going for Murray or are you going for Mitchell? You have two guys. I think they're the first two under 23 years old or 23 and under to average 30 points in a series. It's been spectacular. You wonder... Bry, if they would be able to do this, if it was a home and a road and there was more travel, um, I'm kind of glad that they're not traveling because we don't have to, we don't have to see if, if one guy would slump or another guy would slump or one would be in, less inspired by a road crowd. But what do you like for this game? Yeah. Well, uh, well, speaking of that, I, I think that's part of why I like the over 218 here. And I've liked the, this is one of the bets I've actually been successful on for the last uh, two weeks, it's just I continue to bet this over, whether it's like 216 and a half, 219. Um, it's just there's such a familiarity with the court, right? You're playing on the same court every night. So I, that's part of the reason, right? That Mitchell and yeah. Murray just are not missing their shots. It's like what it like. It's like when you play uh, rookie level on NBA 2K. That's what this has been like yeah. watching those two guys. They just do not miss. Um, oh, and by the way, Murray was. Um, taken with the Knicks pick um, in uh, that one draft. And then the Knicks passed on Mitchell for uh, Nilakina. So, so good job yeah. by the Knicks there, but he's good too. Uh, it's, but yeah. it's just, it seems like, <laughs> I mean, obviously the jazz haven't scored too many points in these last, last two games, but it's continued to go over. I do think that I think both of these teams are going to get to about one fifteen tomorrow. They're really, they're not missing shots. I do think there's going to be more of a focus finally, maybe on, Murray, maybe Mitchell, but there's going to be a lot of wide open threes that these teams are going to take. Um, at times, Denver's defense is atrocious. At times, the Jazz just leave guys wide open for three, too. So I think it just lends itself for over 218. And again, that that it's just mm-hmm. routinely uh, beaten this by a bunch of points every game except one. So All right. five of the six have gone over. Harry, this would be fun. Brian, you're right. It does seem like, you know, they're used to their hoop. I said earlier, I think like it's like both. Mitchell and Murray called for their backyard hoops to be right, flown exactly. into the bubble. Like it really just feels like this is ours. We've been shooting on exactly. it forever. And this is why we're going to put up 50 every game. Harry, which way are you going this series? Yeah, I'm, I'm leaning towards the jazz. I know they gave that one away last night. I don't think they'll lose three straight and then lose the series Four of the six games here. Uh, they've shot 50% or better 
Uh, Ingles and Gobert do need to help out Mitchell a bit uh, on the offensive end. Ingles only had five points uh, last night, um, only 16 points between them. But I think overall here, I think Utah just is, is looked better in these uh, six games so far. I'm going to take the Jazz to win a close one in game seven. All right. Paula Kid, I don't know if we got yours. Uh, you're going the other way, right? Yeah, I'm going to take Denver, Sal. Um, as you know, I do, like you, I do have Denver in this series. So mm-hmm. uh, it's maybe I do I hedge a little bit here. I don't think so. Uh, I think Denver's got the momentum right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do think uh, Mitchell and Murray cancel each other out. And I think uh, let's go to the team's uh, next best players. I mean, you could say Conley, uh, Jokic, uh, Jokic mm-hmm. uh, for uh, for Denver. Uh, and I think it could come down to a battle of the big men. And I think Denver's got the better big man in this series. I think he's tougher than than Rudy is. And I just think he's simply better. And I think they'll make some more shots. And here's a little bit of an X factor. Gary Harris came back last night for the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't a lot of fanfare. He didn't even play very well. But he does give Denver some more scoring off their bench, which could really help. I could see him dropping 10 to 15 points and yeah. kind of being like an X factor in this game. So keep that in mind, too. Look for Gary Harris after kind of getting his feet wet uh, in Game 6 to have a pretty solid game in Game 7 and and help Denver win. Uh, I think I do think it's going to be uh, a close one. This isn't going to be one of the blowouts we've been seeing, I think. That's for sure. And once again, because we're degenerate gamblers and we bet this series ahead of time, and we probably would have it anyway, but we can't just sit back and watch two of the greatest shooters, shooting performances of all time materialize and have fun and just watch it for what it is in game seven. We have to have a rooting interest. And I think you feel the same way as I do. If Denver's up 15 in the fourth quarter, you got to keep your eyes on it, right? Just because the sharpshooters all over the place. Although it seemed like it was just Conley and, uh, and Mitchell, but well, yeah. And well, you know, like, like Harry mentioned, uh, Joe Ingles, uh, you know, yeah. he's got to step up his game. And uh, I think if you saw what Quinn Snyder was wearing yesterday, they certainly don't deserve to win. Oh, I, I did. They, uh, I hope they lose. Harry couldn't fit one leg in both his, <laughs> uh, and, and, and both his legs. Uh, I don't know what the heck that was about. So I'm sorry. They don't deserve. Utah doesn't deserve it, Harry. They don't we hit that on extra points this morning. Dave Damashek, the uniform, and had thoughts on that. And he had more problems <laughs> with the feet being exposed, no socks. I thought he was yeah, wearing weird. shoes. But uh, yeah, that was. I, I commented that maybe. It seemed like they just ran out of clothes in the bubble and he grabbed something that uh, he accidentally had something from his wife's collection. Um, But that was it. Uh, The other game tomorrow or Tuesday, game two, Toronto and Boston. Boston thrashed them. My God, game one. This was supposed to be a close series. Maybe it still will be. Uh, FanDuel has Toronto minus one and a half. 216 is the over under. Harry, you think Toronto gets revenge? I do, but you know, Boston might have mine and Rachel Bonetta's uh, num- Raptors number here. I mean, Toronto's won 15 to 17, but the two losses are from Boston. Um, the Raptors mm. obviously have to do a lot better than shoot 10 for 40 from three point range. Van Vliet's been fantastic, and so hasn't uh, Siakam in the playoffs uh, last year. I mean, they had a bad game. They didn't shoot well at all. I'm not worried. They can get the win this game, get back 1 uh, 1, and, uh, and, Get back into the series. I like. I, I think right. uh, overall here, Ra- Raptors win by maybe even going away here in Game Two by like ten points. All right, I'll pass the message along that Rachel Bonetta has to share the Raptors with you. I don't think she knew about. It. So it's you, <laughs> Ra- Bonetta, and Drake are now. It's like a three-way split. That's about it. Yeah. 
All right. Harry, Harry, uh, Harry picks them once against the Lakers, and he's a Raptors fan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I took him against the Warriors last year when you guys all took the Warriors. That's true. You did. Yeah. Parlay kid, you, you're hitting the total on this. Yeah. And by, by the way, if you live in Oswego, you're, you're basically on the Canadian border probably yeah, that's at some true. point. So, that's true. I mean, Harry could have, could be Canadian. That's, that's, why, that's why I was Canadian. a Quebec Nordiques fan, Darren, remember? Canada. Yeah, that's exactly in. why. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm taking the total in this game. I'm taking the under. Uh, went under in game one. The Raptors uh, in three of their last four games have gone under. And for the Celtics, six out of their last seven have gone under. So I, I think everything points here to the under, especially because you have two of the best coaches in the league who are going to make uh, adjustments after game one. And they're going to also make mid-game adjustments, not maybe like, say, Quinn Snyder yesterday, who didn't make any adjustments on, mm. on Murray. I think these two coaches are too good to not make any adjustments. So you're going to see these scores stay down uh, a little lower in these games than any of the other games because these might be the two best coaches in the league matched up against each other. It's fun. I hope it's a good series. Brother Bry, you're uh, splintering this off. You like the first quarter, actually. Yeah, I like Toronto um, because basically they're at minus 115, so it's basically even. I thought they'd be a little bit more of a favorite there um, for the first quarter. But look, the Celtics mm-hmm. were just on fire in game one. They couldn't miss. They couldn't have played any better. But Siakam was in early foul trouble. He had three fouls quick. But when you look at it, the Celtics against Philly were outscored in the in three of the four games in the first quarter. So uh, it's not like the Celtics are normally the best first quarter team, whereas the Raptors, I think, were top five in, in first quarter uh, margin. So uh, just from that alone, I, I think they come out with some urgency here in game two, and I, I like them to bounce back. But I, I like them especially in the first quarter. All right. I'll tell you what. Uh, I know you like this bet, Parlay Kid. You bet someone on uh, extra points as a free pick, uh, first to 10, right? About 10 days ago, a week, week and a half uh, yeah, ago? Yeah, it was first to 20, I First believe, to 20. That, oh, yeah. you're going to love this because I dug this up on FanDuel. Toronto. I, I like this. Brother Brian, you have Toronto for the quarter. Yeah. Toronto, first like to eight. First to eight, minus 113. Now, 20's fine. I've even seen 10. That's... um. 10's got to be four shots or three, and then you make a trip to the foul line. Eight is three shots. That's it. Siakam hits a three. Uh, Lowry comes back with a deuce. And then we got Van Fleet in a 5-4 game, pulls up from three off balance, hits it. 8-4 Toronto. <laughs> Collect your minus 113 and it. go I out like to it. eat. I like it. Take it. Toronto, first to eight, minus 113. That's, uh, that's what we think of game two. For Eastern Conference. All right, NFL. Now, I should announce here, Jim, did I say this? I meant to say this in the beginning. We are going to be doing, probably we'll post Thursday and Friday, the Degenerate Trifecta and I will be previewing the AFC and NFC over under wins. We're going to do divisions. We're going to do all that good stuff. Best bet for each conference. We're going to be doing that Thursday and Friday. We'll tape that Wednesday night. Now, if you're listening on The Ringer, this is your last chance to hear a full podcast before you subscribe at extra points. So we might give you a snip. We might give you, what are we going to give them, Jim? Two minutes, five minutes of the over-under podcast for AFC, NFC? Yeah, five minutes is more than enough. Okay, we'll give them five minutes. What do you care? (laughs) Uh, But that's it. We're not going to hear the rest. If you want to be able to lose maximum amount of money and hear the full hour or whatever it is, you're going to have to go. I can't do it for you. Go to extra points and subscribe. So this, uh, I'm teasing this for Thursday, Friday, We're excited about it. We're going to go over all 32 teams. But for now, we want to hit the MVP odds. Now, I think we may have done this 
a couple of times since the season ended. We probably did this, I don't know, the week after the Super Bowl, two weeks after the Super Bowl. I, I'm, I'm so confused by now if we did. But I'll go over the MVP odds. Patrick Mahomes, plus 380. Lamar Jackson, 7-1. Russ Wilson, 7-1. And Dak, 12-1. And then it gets uh, crazier and crazier. But I'll say this. I'm going Lamar Jackson, the incumbent. 7-1 odds. People were under the impression that Mahomes would have won this award had he not been injured for those two and a half games. You give him five touchdowns, you give him, I don't know, 700 yards, whatever, he's still way behind Lamar Jackson. A guy who won this unanimously, got all 50 votes, only Brady had done that. So, you know, the writers, whoever's voting for him, they like Lamar Jackson. I think they get around 11-12 wins. I think he's right there in the running. He did something no quarterback ever did before. He broke uh, Vic's rushing record. He threw the ball very well. It was quite obvious he was going to be MVP with or without a full, healthy Patrick Mahomes. 7-1 to odds for uh, the incumbent Lamar Jackson. And take it away from him if, uh, if they deserve it. But, you know, and obviously if Mahomes gets hurt again, I know it was a fluke thing, but 7-1, to pretty good numbers for uh, last year's winner, Lamar Jackson. Parley Kidd. What do you like? I like what you like. You sent me your. Well, look, some people might call me a homer here sure. with this pick. Uh, and I've, I'm tough on Dak Prescott. You know, I was a Romo guy. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I do hold him to a higher standard than maybe most, too. So I don't look at myself as a homer here. I just think Dak Prescott at 12 to 1 for MVP makes sense. Right. He's playing right for a, a huge contract. Right. He, he, yep. he hasn't still gotten that huge contract yet. So he's got a lot of motivation personally, uh, to play very well. He, in my opinion, has the best wide receiver core in the league. Uh, word out of Cowboys camp is that C.D. Lamb might be the best receiver there. Yeah. Uh, that's what I'm hearing. Who, and, who is uh, that? He might be. I'm just kidding. Come on. Oh, I'm just kidding because of the Ra- uh, Raiders uh, passed up on him. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, 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 you got someone he, good, too, really fast. He supposedly looks fantastic. They have a running back who can run and catch the ball. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and Zeke, obviously, a very good offensive line. They brought in a, a great new head coach in Mike McCarthy. And here's something that people might overlook. Mike McCarthy was very smart, and it really worked, makes him look like a genius now, is that he kept Kellen Moore around, the offensive coordinator who knows Dak. And without these preseason games, having that continuity amongst mm-hmm. coach and player is a huge factor and that's going to be, uh, I think, a huge edge that Dak's going to have over a lot of quarterbacks. So Dak at 12-1 to 1 here I think is real good value now. Uh, threw for 4,900 yards, 30 touchdowns last year. Um, I, I think he's going to throw for more. I, I don't know if he can go over 4,900 yards, but I could certainly see 35 to 40 touchdown passes uh, this year. And him, uh, Cowboys having a 12-win season. And Dak, MVP, jump on it now, 12-1. to 1. You're not going to see those odds in a couple of weeks. You brought up something interesting, Parley Kid. Just a quarterback that he can work with his quarterback coach, something they're familiar with, especially in this COVID year yeah. where you're getting acquainted it's with your receivers over Zoom. You don't need any more distraction than that. And especially Dak with the, the good year that he had the year mm-hmm. before. Travis Frederick out, obviously. The offensive line should hold up, should, should still be okay. Um, I like that. I like that. I mean, it was one of three players who threw for 30 touchdowns last year. And like you said about Mike McCarthy, all right, we, we're not Jason Garrett guys, but, and, and our thing has always been, has he ever won them a game? Forget about winning them a game. I think it was one in six last year, an atrocious record over the yeah. year years in one score games. 
How about get us three and four, Mike McCarthy? If there's seven one-score games, win three of them. Let's let's just make sure we yep. win three of them, and that's the difference between eight and ten or nine and eleven wins. And I think that could be uh, the difference. What puts Dak Prescott over the top? All right, Harry, who's your MVP? You're picking someone seven hundred to one odds, right? No, no, twenty-three to one. Kyler Murray, second year Arizona. Listen, no, listen. That that offense is going to be electric. They uh, listen. I, now that I'm back in Phoenix. I'm going to be able to snoop a little more into Cliff Kingsbury's trash oh, good. To, get some in- to get some inside info on play calling and, and stuff like that. But look, Kyler last year, rookie season, 3,700 yards, 20 touchdowns, hit over 500 yards rushing and four touchdowns rushing. Uh, look, he, they scored the best wide receiver in football for peanuts and grabbing DeAndre Hopkins from Houston. That's mm-hmm. going to be huge. Fitz, Larry Fitzgerald signed on. Christian Kirk, him and Fitzgerald last year. Combined for over 140 receptions and over 1,500 yards. And Kenyon Drake is someone Murray will be able to rely on in the backfield, unlike David Johnson, who can catch the ball. And last year was was the last five weeks of uh, the regular season was probably better than any other running back fantasy-wise. Kyler Murray's going to put up huge numbers this year. And I think, listen, the Rams, I think, are down this year. Watch out for Arizona to win 10 games. All right, I will. I do like Arizona. I don't think Kyle Murray wins MVP. I don't know. I think you kind of have to win 12 to get. I, I just don't see it. I get it. I would think those odds were a little higher. I don't I don't jump right, on him right. for anything That's what It's third. a little fishy that it's kind of low for oh, the okay. second year. <laughs> All right, still, it's fishy, so you they're good. they're still going to put up tons of points. Right. You watch. So they, they got uh, Hopkins for peanuts, and Harry's going to be checking um, Coach Kingsbury's trash for extra peanuts left over. Mm-hmm. Um, good luck in that scavenger hunt. All right, Brother Bry, who's your MVP? Uh, was there anything more obvious than Harry taking an Arizona guy? I mean, we knew he was going to yeah. – I knew he was going to take Murray. I knew it. I would have bet my life on that although i will say i do i actually i do like that pick um if harry didn't take him i might have thought about it just because when you look at mahomes you look at jack uh uh when you look at mahomes and jackson both those guys were in their second year when they won mvp so mm-hmm. murray's going into his second year if there's anybody who's close to jackson in terms of explosiveness it is murray so i mean if murray all of a sudden i mean he if he wanted to he could run rush for a thousand yards so I don't mind that pick. I think, Sal, you're probably more right. It has to do with their record. They're going to have to get yeah. in that division. They're going to have to win 10, 11 games at least for him to have a shot. So. Well, although I'll say this. for He won Offensive Rookie of the Year last year. I thought your guy Jacob should have gotten that he prize. But, but, but in years past, you ha- did have to have a better record than Kyla Murray did. What was it, 5-10-1 yeah. to, uh, to get that award? So maybe he's a little... Little blessed. I will say Harry has the Arizona bias. We're lucky he's with us even today after one of his great stalking uh, victims, Robbie Ray, was traded to uh, the Blue Jays today. Thank you. Thank you for keeping it together, Harry. And I've been on. betting against Robbie Ray lately. That's the only thing I've been you winning have? on lately. All right. Uh, I didn't know you could bet him in a, in a trifecta. Um, all right, Brother Brian. Yeah, so what's your pick? All right, this is full caveat. I'm looking for value here. So uh, what I do like. Uh, I, I was never a huge fan of Stafford, but I do like the value of 44 to one. I do think there's only like eight to 10 guys who could win MVP. I'm with you, Sal, in terms of I'm definitely, I think full disclosure, I'm going to put a ton of money on Mahomes and Lamar. I think plus three, eight and plus 700 is really the way to go. And yeah. why can't Lamar like Giannis? Why can't he repeat as MVP? I think it's totally possible. But when you look at Stafford at 44 to one, his numbers last year in a half a season with a broken back were fantastic. Uh, he was on pace for 5,000 yards and 40 touchdowns. They were terrible without him. 
Uh, he's got plenty of weapons. So if the Lions could ever, ever turn something around and maybe win the division, I think Stafford would be the reason there. So I think at 44 to one odds, I just like the value. And like I said, full disclosure, I will be putting a ton of money on Lamar and Mahomes. That's probably smart. Um, I'll uh, I'll say this, Brian. Why not? Because comeback player of the year, you probably right. only have to go eight and eight for pro- comeback player of the year. Obviously, not as good as forty-four to one odds, but you get between seven, eight, nine to one odds on comeback player of the year for Stafford. And we know what he did before the Packers screw job on Monday night. We know what he did before the big injury. Mm-hmm. I think he could do that. I think I don't know if he can win eleven or twelve with, in that division with the Lions, but yeah. Maybe that's uh, maybe that's the answer. All right, let's go now. Offensive Rookie of the Year. I talked about this. Uh, Burrow plus two thirty. Clyde Edwards-Alaire plus three sixty. Tua eight to one. Jonathan Taylor ten to one. And C. D. Lamb, the aforementioned best Cowboy receiver on the field, according to what Darren uh, the Parlay Kid is hearing. Um, let's hear it, Parlay Kid. You going with C. D. here? No, I'm not, Sal. And here's an interesting stat. Uh, only two quarterbacks have actually won this award since 2013, right? You would think quarterbacks would be, uh, yeah. you know, winning the Rookie of the Year awards uh, more frequently. Uh, but that's why, and that's exactly another reason why I don't like Burrow, kind of like the way I was saying I like Dak for MVP, because Burrow, without a preseason, is really going to struggle mm-hmm. out of the gate. Uh, that, and Parley Kid, one, one of those two years, Dak won over Zeke, and I think we both thought Zeke should have won it that year. So it's really should have been correct. one year. Yeah. Right, and, 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 and Murray won it last year. So right. we just said you thought Jacob should have won yep. So yep. this is not really a quarterback award, uh, which a lot of people, I think, think it is a quarterback award. And like I said, I mean, Burrow's got some weapons there in Cincinnati, but he really could struggle for the first eight to ten games. Sure. Uh, and I think – if, if a quarterback's ever going to struggle, this is the season where he's going to struggle. So I like Cam Akers of the Rams here, uh, here Sal, 20-1. to 1. I, Look, I lost a lot of money on the Rams last year, but I still have faith in Dayton native uh, Sean McVay. I think mm-hmm. he is a top-notch coach. Um, I don't believe in any of the other running backs that the Rams have, whether it's Malcolm Brown or Daryl Henderson. I just don't think, uh, you know, what did they do last year? And somebody, look, for as bad as I thought Gurley was last year, 900 yards and 12 touchdowns. Yeah. Somebody's got to replace that. And most likely it's going to be Akers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, Akers had a nice career at Florida State behind. What I read was a very weak offensive line. He does have the makings of a number one back. So at 20 to 1, uh, for a guy who will, I think will be their number one back within, at worst, the uh, within game three, uh, I think getting him a 21 right now, I think he gets a thousand uh, yards plus and double digit touchdowns plus. All right. I like it. And I think he's in the mix, but I want to caution you because of what I'm hearing out here. Leonard Fournette was cut by the Jags this morning. Mm. Uh, everything I'm hearing out here is that this shouldn't matter, but he's good friends with Jalen Ramsey. Is that how it works? If you have a good friend on another team, mm. get signed. But anyway, I think the Rams are one of the top three landing spots for net. I don't think your acres bet goes down if uh, Fournette doesn't go to the Rams. So maybe oh. wait, maybe wait a week or something. Is or it possible that Fournette's going to go to the Patriots? I could just see him going to the Patriots and having like an excellent year for the Patriots. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could see in that my too. mind, that's what I think is going to happen. Well, maybe we bet that we got to figure out how to bet that. All right. Uh, Harry, what's your pick for offensive rookie of the year or who's your I'm gonna, pick? 
I'm going to take it 20 to 1. Justin Jefferson, the wide receiver from uh, LSU, he's on the Vikings on draft night, guys. And remember, I, I said that he's going to have a huge season, especially when all these teams passed on him, especially the Eagles, who drafted Rieger as a, a wide receiver, rookie for uh, the kid from TCU, who's already out at least a month for the Eagles. Uh, Diggs, Stefan Diggs, was traded to Buffalo. And Thielen is a guy who will need to stay healthy to help. Uh, the Vikings out, and this is a situation where Jefferson can just step in and be the man. Uh, we know that he put up huge numbers at LSU. He had the most uh, receiving receptions in a season, 111 last year for LSU. Uh, offensive coordinator Gary Kubiak has already stated how great he's been in practice and how much uh, they, that's exactly what they need. So Justin Jefferson at 20 to one for the Vikings. Uh, Cousins has got to like that too. So I'm going to take him uh, 20 to one. Yeah, Diggs is gone. It's amazing how to draft their stat. I didn't realize how these these rookie receivers, you, you, you know, you try to do that in a fantasy draft. Like, oh, I'm going to load up my third, fourth, and fifth wide receivers are all going to be rookies. They all got the red crosses by them already. There's been no preseason wow. games. What you said, you yeah. mentioned Rieger, I think Mims, Ayuk, your Arizona State guy. All, mm -hmm. all these guys are banged up already. It's hard. I wish for this these purposes specifically, we knew who was going to play. It's hard enough to break through in the starting lineup as a rookie receiver. All right, brother Bry, which way are you going? All right. Again, this is, uh, I'm definitely getting, like I said before with Mahomes and, and Jackson, I am going to be putting a lot of money on Joe Burrow just because if he doesn't get hurt, Ooh. I feel like it's hard. It's, it's hard to figure he doesn't win, but although there are like a thousand guys this year who have a chance of winning. However, it's not a lot of value there. I do like the acres pick. I like Sal's your pick that's going to be coming up, but mm -hmm. um, I was looking for some value and I, I, I saw Jalen hurts sitting there at a hundred to one. Look, I know basically mm. with this, you're just rooting for Wentz to go down with an injury, but there is a good chance Wentz could get hurt. He's already hurt right now. They're, they're already yeah. saying he has like a soft tissue ailment, which is not good. So if, if he goes down and if Hertz is able to play 10, 11 games, there is a shot he could win this at, at 100. Who's he passing the ball to, though, well, Brian? They, they, have enough, they have enough weapons, though, still, Philly. But Jeffrey is like 35. I'm sorry they don't have your guy, Jefferson. But um, but he has uh, – it, it's just at, taken at 100 to 1, though. I, I think this is a bet that would be kind of fun. I know I'm rooting, against, uh, rooting for an injury here, which I've done before. Um, mm. so, but, you know, putting, you know, 10, 15 bucks down for a hundred to one shot here with Hertz is, isn't the worst idea. Not bad. Hertz is a, obviously tight end, but that's, that's, a, that's a go-to guy. Yeah. He gets a lot of targets, uh, mm. every week. No, if, I'm uh, wrong about that. Yeah. If if that, if that put, if, not if that's your only guy. If Brian put 15 <laughs> bucks on a, a bet, that would be the first time. <laughs> yeah. Ever yeah. Got true. <laughs> Can I bet that Brian will bet 15 bucks on anything? <laughs> The rest of his life. Hey, Brian, try it. You might like it. Uh, um, gosh. I, yeah. You try it, Harry. You step up on the dollar. Uh, I'm going Jonathan Taylor. I've been on TV and on podcast. I've been talking about this for weeks, and I don't love it as much. 10 to 1 odds. The, the Wisconsin running back, three years. He had over 6,000 yards, 55 touchdowns against top defenses, you know, power conference defenses but what's happened since well I, I knew this Marlon Mack is in a contract here he gets banged up a lot anyway but um what was I going to say Naheem Hines is, is is still in the picture and not going away anywhere soon so I don't know if that's really splintered off where they're not going to get I don't know where 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 Taylor gets about 10 or 12 touches a game if that's the case he's not going to win the award but he's one injury away I think from being the top running back 
uh, of this draft and uh, at 10 to one odds. I still like them. I there. do love that one. Yeah. Go for that. Just bet everybody. Why not? We'll go Taylor, <laughs> Burrow, Edward Zolaire, Tua. Tua plays how many games this year, guys? As, as long as I'm looking at He's, it. How many does he start? Um, yeah. Six. Seven. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Okay. So he'll have two big. He'll, he'll miss half the season, You we think. where I, I, I imagine there's a line for this somewhere where Burrow will get the full reps. So eight to one's probably not enough for him. But anyway, fun options there for Offensive Rookie of the Year. NHL, hockey, what do we have? We have a game now. What's going on, Harry? Tampa's up. Did they score again? Or is that just the first goal? Nobody knows. Oh, oh, it's 1-1. One, one. Yep. Second intermission, 1-1. One, oh, one. no, Harry. Oh, no. Not great for my uh, my uh, empty net uh, pick. Um, two games on Tuesday. Flyers minus 120 over the Islanders. Islanders kicking ass. Really playing yeah. well. Uh, Vegas minus 270. Over the Canucks, wow, 270 is very high for a hockey game. The over-under there is six and a half. I think you guys are all over the Islanders. Flyers, uh, Parley Kit, let's start with you. Boy, no quitting this team for 60 minutes. They do all the I, things that like a team that competes late in the uh, year does. They score right before the period ends. They don't really waste power play opportunities. They you know hack away until they score, even against a hot goalie. Well, I've said it from the start with the Islanders. They're not a comfortable team to play. Uh, they grind it out, uh, and they can kind of play a couple different ways. They can score. Uh, they can play defense. Uh, some people might say, well, where were they in the regular season? I mean, they did not have a great regular season. They struggled down the stretch. But uh, Barry Trotz is a master hockey coach, the best in the NHL, uh, and he is the difference for this team. Uh, and Pretty much what I can say about the Islanders, too, is anytime I've picked them, they've won. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because, they, like I said, I, I, I think they wrapped this up uh, in game five uh, just because of the style they play. Uh, I think Trotz is going to harp on, uh, you know, stepping on the Flyers while they're down. And I think the Flyers realizing uh, to beat this team three games in a row would almost be uh, an impossible task at this point. They are playing tremendous hockey I, I, I'm look, it's what can you say? So, so yeah. you grew up an Islander fan. Sure. You had Islanders living right in your neighborhood. Right. So, uh, it, it's great to see this happening. We're going to have a new arena in a few years. Uh, not, I'm uh, sorry, not a few years in one year. Mm-hmm. And uh, things are looking up for this team. They win tomorrow in game five and they end the series. And I got to be honest, I'd like to see the odds, uh, what they're going to look like. For, for the cup, the yeah, Eastern Conference Final. I'd like to see that. That'll be dynamite if they're up, uh, matched up against Tampa Bay here. Uh, all right, Harry, take the wind out of uh, Pauly Kid yeah. sales. Not so quick there, TPK. Hold on here. Listen, I would never root for you guys for for the Cowboys, but I am rooting for you guys for the Islanders to move on to the Eastern Conference Finals. But I do feel in this situation, Flyers still are the number one seed. In the East, this is a giveaway game for the Islanders, a giveaway game where they try to, you know, rest their starters a little bit. They play a little bit, but not as much center. Kevin Haynes uh, Hayes leads Philadelphia in assistant points. I think he's going to have a good big game. Goalie uh, Carter Hart has a big game, too. Like I said, a giveaway game here for the Islanders. They don't care about this one. They get it done in six. Game five (laughs) goes to the Flyers. All right, Polly Kid, you forgot to consider that this is a giveaway game. That <laughs> he the did. Islanders are not going to uh, uh, try. But exactly, Barry Trotz does not believe in giveaway games. He no, is sir, going, no such thing. He, 
He yeah. is going for the win, and he's telling the guys, look, end it. End it now. And uh, that's what they're going to do tomorrow night. I don't think so. I don't think that's how a coach speaks. I think a coach is more like, hey, we don't need the rest. Why would we want to rest? Um, <laughs> four, four, got, two, like, four, four two flyers. We got uh, stale tacos here in the uh, bubble we could eat forever. <laughs> um, all right, 4-2 Flyers. Uh, I don't know if that's good for you. Yes, I guess that would be good for you, Brother Bry. Yeah, I like um, I like the over 5.5 because it's plus 150. You usually don't see those odds wow. on, on that line, plus 150. over. I mean, these games mm-hmm. have been low scoring. The goalies have been great. The backup goalies have been great. But I will say, I mean, we've been watching every second of this game, but there's been a ton of chances. The Islanders could have scored like six, seven goals yesterday. The, yeah. the Flyers could have scored a ton of goals. I mean, how many would hit the post and then hit Grice in the back of the back of the leg instead of going in? I mean, so I, I do think it's kind of been uh, lucky that they've gone under. So uh, I just like the odds of plus 150. Um, last game got, you know, you had five goals without a goal in the first. So I, I do kind of side with Harry in terms of, I think it's a 4-2 game. You get an empty netter. I don't know which mm-hmm. side, um, but I just like that plus 150 there. Harry, do you think it's a giveaway game for the uh, Vegas Knights? Because <laughs> I don't. <laughs> no, because this that's is different. The, uh, that's different. No, that's the no, Western because Conference. This is, right. And this is a game that, uh, well, <laughs> right, exactly. Where'd he go? He this, is a game, this is a yeah. game that uh, Vancouver needs to play good. They haven't, you know, they flipped. Oh. Harry, dis- okay. Harry disappeared. His notes fell over the screen. I don't know if you guys yeah, saw that. Yeah, that was it. Uh, <laughs> I like Vegas minus one half. Like I said, it's minus 270, okay? Like, that's a crazy, crazy number. But with so many empty nets, when so many teams pulling their goalie anyway, let alone in a closeout game, if they're down 3-1 or 2-1, that goalie's going with four minutes left. Speaking yeah. of goalies, Marc-Andre Fleury is back, whether he's starting or not. That's a good, that's a solid veteran. I think he had 28 saves in the last game. I think Canucks are a good team. Might be too much to climb. They might figure it out. Pachi Reddy, William Carlson, they keep it going for uh, the Vegas Knights. And I think they, I mean, they've won 5 nothing. Their last three wins, 5 nothing, 3 nothing, 5-3. Don't be afraid to lay the puck and a half. That is my pick. And that brings us to our unsponsored segment, the Make Believe Riverboat Casino, where each week the degenerate trifecta and I set sail tackling pretend propositions related to sports and pop culture events. Um, Brother Bry, I hate to keep bringing this back up, but Rom <laughs> sunk a 66-foot putt to crush your Dustin Johnson bet uh, just a few short hours ago. And it got me thinking, what is the most stunning, the wildest single play that cost you on a bet? I, I mean, there's just so many, but I'm going to list four, and then I'm going to list the field. The Rom, 66-foot putt, 4-1. to one. David Tyree's catch against the Patriots, 6-1. to one. Marshawn Lynch. Beast mode run nine to one. Uh, Masvidal Askren, the five second KO or three second KO, 15 to one, or the field minus 500. We've all been on the losing end of all of these. Not, not that we've all been individually, we've one or another of these we've been on. I think I've been on three of these and about 700 field bets that I can mention. But brother Bry, we'll let you go first. Get your anguish out of there. Oh uh, yeah. So um, yeah, I had three of three of the, those four I lost on. <laughs> um, of course, uh, the Lynch was the only one I got right. Um, I still remember that. Um, but I'm gonna take the field, and I'm gonna go with the Malcolm Butler interception against Russell Wilson to end Super Bowl 49. Because yep. I I was up a lot of money on that season, and I decided 
I'm going to bet everything I won on the Seahawks that game. So when Russell got picked, I was just, again, it was like how I was with the DJ loss the other day, but like a thousand times worse. Uh, I was in other, I was in utter shock. I was at part of the kid's house. I, I did not have any emotions. Usually you go crazy and you're like, Mm-hmm. Fuck this, fuck this. But I was just, I was, I was dead inside. I literally was like dead inside. I felt so bad though. The funny thing is, yeah. I felt so bad. The next day, my immune system must have broken down. I got strep throat, which usually five year olds get. <laughs> nice. So um, I never felt worse. That was by far the worst bet I had uh, in my life because I had thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on that. Um, so yeah, yeah. That, that was an easy one for me. Yeah, I, I went through them all. And, you know, maybe some might say when I had a hand, Harry money, when he miraculously lost 52 pounds uh, by Super Bowl 52, like that was a stunning display. There are just so, so many I can go of that. Uh, that you know, though I talk about this Central Michigan and Oklahoma State football game where we had the ball <laughs> winning the game with four seconds left and possession and still lost. But but as far as a stunning play, and again, I've been on the wrong side, beast mode is not even Marshawn Lynch's most stunning moment. You're right, Bri. It's that he didn't get the ball on second and one at the goal line. And add to this, don't forget, it would have been a great moment because Belichick was either stupid, had a brain fart, or was trying to outsmart himself by letting the clock go. There was like 45 seconds left. Had Seattle scored, Brady would have had a shot inside a minute. Who the hell wants to give Tom Brady the ball with a minute left or 45 seconds left? The ball, the the clock could have continued to run if you go on second and one and just whatever. If Lynch is stacked up at the one, so be it. Or Russell Wilson takes it around the end, so be it. But don't put it in the air. I promise this is not Monday morning quarterback. I was the same way. I was stunned. I, I couldn't believe it. I was watching in a house with big, big Boston fans, big as famous as Boston fans get in this house. And, uh, and I just, uh, and like you said, when the season ends, when the football season ends, it's even worse for me. I even get more depressed. So right. this was a stunner on top of a stunner on top of a stunner. I don't think anything will ever beat it. Harry, what's yours? Yeah, I got, I got a Russell Wilson story too, but before that, that same game too, if they score in the square, you know, everyone has the squares for the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. If they score a touchdown there, I win $1,500. So that just sucked too. But I did have in terms of, Green Bay Packers here, Hail Marys. I was on the losing side of both of these Hail Marys <laughs> that involved Packer games. The inaccurate reception in the, uh. was a Monday night game between the Packers and the Seahawks when Russell Wilson hit Golden Tate in the end zone. They won 14-12 uh, when it obviously was a pick by Green Bay, and the refs were literally blind and called it a touchdown. They were and literally all- blind. Wow. <laughs> and also, uh, in the in the uh, on a Thursday night game, against the Lions in the Mo- miracle in Motown when I had Detroit money line on a Thursday night <laughs> up 20 to nothing and they lose 27-23 when Rodgers goes to Rodgers, Richard Rodgers, on like a 50-yard Hail Mary where I lose that one too. Both yeah. sides, both losers. I I have to say, yeah, the being on the uh, the bad end of those Hail Marys is something. It's funny. We talk about one-score games, Parlay Kid. I said Mike McCarthy has got to be a little better than Jason Garrett, who's as bad as it gets. The Packers at also, I think, like five and one or six and one and one score games. And people try to use that against them. Like, well, that's got to turn around a little. Like, no, I tell these guys, Clay Travis, Todd Furman, no, that's 
How much Aaron Rodgers do you need to see over the years? That's what he does. He excels in one score games, whether it's a Hail Mary or driving his team down at the very end. Uh, that's what he does. Um, all right, Parlor Kid, I haven't gone to you yet, right? Yeah, you remember how high Aaron Rodgers threw that ball? Yeah. Oh. Like he, oh. he threw it as high as he did long. It was incredible. He just launched it up and it, it was a tremendous play. Uh, Sal, you know what? When it comes to this, uh, I'm taking the field here. I, I, I debated with uh, the David Tyree catch, which mm. um, propelled uh, Manning to uh, a level that he really shouldn't be at. <laughs> um, so but I'm going to take it, it with my guy Romo here, Sal. I, I had money on that game with Romo against Seattle when he dropped oh, yeah. uh, the snap. And... That really, that to me, besides losing money and, and seeing the way that game played out, would uh, really doubly hurt uh, for me. Um, and, and Brian will tell you this: when that, when that, before that field goal attempt, we were at a bunch of people in Brian's basement watching the game. I walked away from that at that point. I said, "I can't watch." I I felt something bad was going to happen mm. uh, at that point because if you remember, at that point, Sal, we, we've seen a lot of. The Cowboys were in a string of just bad luck for a lot of years, yeah. right? It was just like one thing after another. I had left the game and watching it, and I hear the basement erupt like, oh, no. I think the guys are just playing like a prank on me, right? Mm -hmm. And I'd come down, and the Cowboys would have kicked the field goal and taken the lead. Yeah. And no, I'd come down, and I'm like, what happened? And then, I, you know, they're replaying it. And, uh, and you realize when you watch that over and over how close to Roma was to actually scoring. Yeah, Darren, on if, that if, play. If, if, Darren, if Grammatica gives a little if, bit, a tiny, if a, Grammatica 2% of an effort. drops a snap and he's got no momentum to run, mm -hmm. but he still is out in front and Grammatica olays um, Babineau. To to at, Jordan Babineau. Ba yeah. Was Babineau coming around the corner and he just catches Romo before not only maybe could have he scored, he only needed another yard for a yeah, first down. Right. The mm -hmm. first down marker was on the two-yard line. Oh, I hate so this. So it changed Romo's, the trajectory of his career. You know, we thought he was great, but he always had to live with things like this. Yep. And then to lose the bet on top of it, just uh, absolutely devastating all, all around. All around. I'm with you. And... Well, like, kid, you probably didn't watch. You weren't watching because that ball they were using was the shiniest ball of you, all time. I've always like, said that. Ah, like, like staring into no. an eclipse. What does that mean? Shut that up, ball, Harry. Shut that up. ball looked like Harry's head right now. That's how, that's how it was. What they call like a K-ball? It was a K-ball in Seattle. Oh, and it was like shiny. and, and it, like, Look at Watch the video. That thing had Vaseline on it, I yeah. swear. And then they had uh, – and then that was kind of it for quarterbacks holding after that. Um, right. Probably for the best. Oh, you had to end on such a sour <laughs> note there, Parley Kid. Yeah, well, I guess that's it. That's uh, <laughs> that's what we're going to do. All right, let, let's put this behind us, guys. Let's not be on the losing end of any of these uh, classic plays anymore. And let's start with your best bets. Like I said, I went with the Parley Kid. This is called Sharp Tank. These guys each give me um, their big, uh, best pick, and I ride one of them. And apparently um, they're 3-15 and 15 in the last 18, <laughs> but don't worry about it. Wow. Um, Jim, I forgot to ask you. Do you have one? You don't bet a lot, but did you did you have one that you had uh, in mind? Maybe when uh, Undertaker threw uh, Mick Foley off the cage, did you have money on that? <laughs> yeah, uh, no, but I did have the field. Uh, Nineteen ninety four. Also, the Cowboys. They were up at halftime. 
um, 21 points. And then one of the Giants cheerleaders, Icebox, puts down her pom-poms and comes <laughs> out to play. And they end up coming back uh, and they run some crazy annexation of Puerto Rico yeah, play. And uh, yeah, bullshit. It's a great, okay. great, okay. great yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. Great movie. <laughs> Harry, it's a documentary you probably didn't watch. That's right. right. Come on. Good yeah. point. Good point. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I, I oh, forgot you were yeah. able to bet that game. All right, Harry, while you're uh, while you shake the cobwebs out of your head, give us your best bet. All right. I'm going to go back to golf one more time. Top 10 here. Only 30 guys in the in the uh, tour championship in uh, in Georgia. I'm going to take Bryson DeChambeau minus 150 for top 10. I know he had a tough week last week in Illinois, finished 50th, but he was fourth in the PGA championship. He's been top of the leaderboard all season. He's got nine top 10s. First in driving distance, second in scoring average, eighth in the world rankings. He's got five top tens in the last nine tournaments. Bryson DeChambeau, top ten, minus one fifty is my best bet of the week. He's got five top tens in the last not in the last nine? Last nine tournaments. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yep. God, yeah. It doesn't seem like well, that. Well, he had that stretch Sal, where it was like five yeah, in a yeah. row. Like so that must so he's probably yeah, three out of the last set. How could that be? Is that really yeah. it? Am I True. missing this? And so how True. many strokes is he uh is he in the top 10? He's in the top 10 right now, right? Yeah. You, you get, you come in uh, with a score, right? Yeah. He's a uh, yes. Brynos. Uh, Eighth or something? I don't even know. He's towards the, he's towards the bottom. I don't know. Is towards he bottom, get? Yeah. is he getting one stroke? Is he minus one? I think he's or? getting, I think he's getting one. So right now, Harry Bryson is, this seems like a good deal here all of a sudden. Oh no, not that great. Of deal. All right. So he's one shot inside the top 10 this is so damn hard to figure out i know but 11 right now is two under that's finau and bryson's tied at four under that's seven so uh he's got two strokes to play with and minus 150 that's not too bad yeah and it seems like when it comes down like this past week and then next week too that uh these guys the best players play the best at the end these are guys that are in the top 30 or whatever they mm -hmm. fade at the end Okay, so write that down, everybody. The best players play the best at the end because I don't know where the hell else you're going to hear that. Um, all right, Brother Bry, what's your, what's your best bet? Well, I am going to go back to UFC. No, I'm just kidding. Fuck that. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go college football because uh, one of us has to pretty much, right? It's, uh, it's a slim slate. Um, the following week is better, uh, is much better. But I'm going to go uh, the Army, Middle Tennessee, over 54 and a half points. Uh, both teams disappointing seasons last year. Uh, defensively, Middle Tennessee State is always bad. They've run that spread attack. So uh, they have their quarterback, O'Hara, back. So I just expect a bunch of points. Uh, they went over in five of their last six games last year. And Army, too, even though you think Army's a, a low-scoring team or they run a lot of the clock, They've had their fair share of high-scoring games last year, especially against the high-scoring team. So I do think this is going to be somewhat of a shootout. So uh, mm -hmm. fade me in this game uh, <laughs> and, and uh, maybe bet like a, a 7 nothing game or something like that at, at this point. <laughs> so wait, you're going over? What, what's your note? You're going no, I'm going to go over 54 and uh, a half. Over, 50, over yeah. 54. Yeah. Okay. I got to say, I think there's like Southern Miss is like a 10-point favorite. I'm trying to find it here. I, I think I'm going to go a lot of these underdogs. So one, one of these favorites can't show well, up, Arkansas right? Arkansas State's like 19-point favorites against yeah. Memphis. Um, right, right. That's another one. I think uh, Southern Miss was a 10-point favorite. I got to look at that. I, well, they'll, should they'll we do that? Upset. Should we take every underdog this week and yeah. just keep playing it? Uh, well, hold on. Are you going to do it? You <laughs> 
right. Uh, parlay kid, your best bet. Yeah, uh, you know, so one of my things I used to uh, favorite things to root for was in the NBA was in the playoffs for the home team to lose game one. Mm-hmm. And I would always come back with them game two, uh, no matter the circumstances. Um, even though there's no home court advantage, I kind of feel that, that way with the Raptors this uh, uh, tomorrow. Uh, when uh, losing game one, as soon as it happened, I texted you guys and said, I'm calling dibs on uh, the Raptors in game two because uh, that's what I've always done. I know mm-hmm. there's no home court here, but I'm taking the Raptors. Uh, minus one and a half at minus 110. Mm. I think Siakam and Van Vliet uh, get it going. They were terrible in game one. Siakam has actually been uh, kind of off in these playoffs. Uh, he's shooting yeah. under 40% so far. Uh, even in uh, games against the Nets when the Raptors were scoring like 150, uh, Siakam has really not found his groove. Uh, I think uh, Coach Nick Nurse gets these guys together. Uh, and they uh, grind out a win against a good Celtic team tomorrow. Uh, and they, they cover that one and a half as well. Okay. All right. So we have Harry with Bryce and Deschambeau, top 10 at minus 150. He's right now seventh, couple stroke lead inside that top 10. Uh, Brother Bry has the Army game over 54 and a half. Parlay Kid, it's the Raptors minus one and a half. Parlay Kid, I think I'm going to go with you. And I think this is three weeks in a row now Man. that I've gone with you. Well, what look. When you hit a two plus two fifteen last week, why not Whoa, come back with, with the you're kid? Right. You know, Whoa. and also I have Toronto first to eight, as I told you. So love I mean, it. I love they that. should be able that. to hold on to that lead, whatever it is, even <laughs> if it's eight seven or eight six or something. So there you go. Uh, I'm going with the parlay kid three weeks in a row. Toronto minus one and a half Tuesday night, and it looks like wow, the Miami Heat. Are up ten with twenty eight seconds left in game one against the just, Bucks. Just, just about to say that I maybe I'm turning it around. I had the Heat tonight, so there you uh, go. yeah, that was my pick. I gave out on the site, so maybe maybe starting something new here. All right, all right, brother <laughs> Bryce. That's so we just all had to get all the bed aches and we had That's to get right. the, the Riverboat Casino out of the way. Right. Parley kid, three weeks in a row. I'm with you. What do you have to plug? Now I'm at the Chalk Talker, Sal, and um, yeah, check out the site. I do think we uh, have been given some pretty solid picks out. Uh, Harry's <laughs> been on fire. Um, Chris H. begs to differ, but okay. <laughs> well, no, on, on on the site, or actually the site, the extrapoints.com oh. picks, I think we've actually Oh, right, right, right. Good. That's right. That's right. I think sorry. we've been pretty solid. Gotcha. Uh, Harry, like Harry mentioned before, is 12 out of his last 15. Mm. Um, uh, so, you know, he's at least... Uh, picking the rest of us up. So check out our picks there. Uh, and I look, this is, wow, this is a sports bonanza yeah. <laughs> coming up, uh, right? This is- I'm a little worried. It's too good to be true. It, it's going all, right. Like we, like, like, I don't, I'm not saying we've made it mm-hmm. because part of me thinks like it, it's still like not real, yeah. but uh, I guess we're really, really there at least for this time. So- uh, what a week. What a what a week uh, we have coming up here. I said to Simmons, I'm like, hey, when do you want to do guess the lines next week? He's like, well, we don't have to worry about it for a while. I was like, no, we have to. Wor- week one is th- a week from Thursday. It's we have to guess the lines. I get it. Labor Day screws everything up. But we. he's like, oh, shit, you're right. Uh, there's By the way, I don't know how I'm going to be able. I could barely rein him in from away from basketball when it's during preseason NFL starts or basketball starts and around Halloween. Now with NBA playoffs, this is going to be very, very difficult. All right, Harry, you're done vacationing. 
vacation from from what i don't know i don't i'm not even positive <laughs> what your job is but uh what's going on with not you? sure either but yeah i'm, uh, I'm back uh, back in phoenix um uh yeah just gonna watch the games all weekend kentucky derby uh this week right mm-hmm. um uh, also, you can check out other my other articles and other picks on bestbetcorner.com. Parlay Kid is on the uh, podcast that I do usually every single week. Uh, Brother Bry continues to blow me off every week, but still, True. it's okay. True. But, wow. <laughs> and, uh, but, but we should be on again this week, Darren. We'll, uh, we'll come Not up me. with some Kentucky Derby on. stuff. <laughs> way, to stay, way to stay strong, Brother Bry. Brother Bry right. needs to concentrate on gambling. He doesn't need to be... Uh, you know, I know. Distracted well, well that's the thing. I, it's just so busy. It's like it's a busy time of yeah. work in general. And now you have just course. a trillion sports. So I don't know if 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 you don't you hear, you don't if, have to make if, any excuses. If you yeah. don't hear you from me, if you don't hear from me all of a sudden out of nowhere, you know what happened. Um, yeah, it's, it, yeah. It's just so much going <laughs> on. I mean, we, have, we, we have we have uh, we have our fantasy draft coming up this week, right? Yes. It's Sunday, amazing yeah, that it's Sunday. Draft. We have an I have another fantasy draft. We're trying to get another fantasy draft. I mean, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. I, I don't know how oh, I'm going to keep yeah. track of all this. Yeah, um, we ran out of days. We really <laughs> did. I, I don't know how it snuck up on us when we we all, it's all we've been talking about is football, but it really did. I guess because there's no preseason games. You yeah, really don't the have preseason's the really. It's funny because we all hated the preseason. Now you get no yeah. preseason, and you're like between no hard knocks or different things. You're yeah. just like, oh, you just forget about it. So. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, um, I'm at the brother Bry. Um, but yeah, maybe I'm cha- I'm turning things around. You know, we had the heat today. Turn around. Heat on the site. So I'm 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 looking to start a little. Uh, when it's going to be great, beautiful. At the brother Bry, uh, Darren's at the chalk talker, and Harry's at AAO Harry. Harry, I did want to ask you real quick. There's um, I'm just putting this out there hypothetically, right? You're you're living situation is one that really can't uh, be matched by any human being or any american or anything I guess, but i guess but supposing it was about to change and the guy you live with and his wife were going to move and settle down in uh let's say orange county california you are in arizona the house you're in now was about to be rented um what would you do now go to uh, orange county i think is minus 270 Live with the girlfriend is uh, plus two twenty five, or on the street, <laughs> on It is warm still. It's still one hundred nine here, but uh, uh, I don't know. I haven't really. Uh, I don't know. We. I don't know if I'm officially moving in with a girlfriend yet. Uh, still up in the air. I don't know yet. All right. There's another option. What is it? If you've ever seen the show Charles in Charge, if you remember when the second family yes. moved into the house, he like oh. came with the house. Oh, interesting. I'll just do that, Harry. Just that, that would make all the sense. Your, your, ba- your basement is open, Sal. Uh, no, actually, it's not. I just had it. Uh, I just lit it on fire. No. Um, <laughs> Jim Cunningham, you are finally moving to uh, not moving, but you're going. You might be going to New York. This Possibly. We're going to see. <laughs> Jim has been threatening to go to New York <laughs> for like uh, 18 weeks in a row now. <laughs> it might actually happen. Um, Jim, why don't you and Harry get a place together? I'm about to lose reception. I'm uh, driving into a tunnel. I okay. Go. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll ask you again uh, when you're in a better place. Uh, and you're at the gyms, the eyes are ones and all that stuff, right? Yep. At Jim Cunningham right. and the eyes are ones. There you go. And listen to extra points on the extra points podcast network. Oh my God. We have so much going on. We have laugh lines this week with Rachel Bonetta and Julie Stewart Binks. 
And what else do we have? Oh, we have a fantasy podcast debuting with Jen Piacenti and the great Jerry Ferreira. So much, so much going on. Jeff Schwartz and Dave Damashek doing an East Coast podcast. And we're going to have a Midwest podcast soon. And big, big news coming tomorrow. Uh, oh, I'm also on uh, Fox Bet Live, Monday through thri- Friday, 4.30 to 5 p.m. Eastern. Although they are going to change that time again on Monday. That's going to be 5 to 5.30, maybe to 6. Who knows? We, we've never had this many time changes without an announcement uh, in the history of television. But that'll do it. For another episode of Against the Lodge, follow us at extrapoints.com. And I'm at the Cousin Sal for the Degenerate Trifecta and Jim Cunningham. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Now.